Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the recap episode of the interview I had with Kika Stretch Studio CEO, Kika Wise. And there were plenty of learning lessons to go around, and I'm so excited that I had her on the podcast. After the interview with Kika, not only did she drop some serious knowledge bombs, I mean, absolute stingers of a bomb. out exactly how we scaled her stretch studio from a $500 small single unit location with uh, to 14 locations on just $500. I mean, she did an excellent job when it came to that. So um, what I wanted to do today is I'm going to actually talk, talk nuts and bolts on the lessons learned from my interview with Kika Wise and how you can scale your business no matter the size. So sit back, relax, and let the intro roll. You're listening to The Common Sense Show. If you've just started a new business, or if you're just thinking about it, this podcast is for you. Michael Logan has a stellar track record coaching small businesses to achieve six-figure revenue streams. The advice on this show is what has allowed him to have over 15 years of experience as an entrepreneur. He 
Michael Logan. All right, so here we are. We're going to dive right in to the lessons learned from Kika um, about from our discussion the other day. All right, so let's get into the first lesson that I learned when I interviewed her. Well, but before I get into the first lesson, let's have her introduce herself. So I'm Kika. I'm the founder and creator of Kika Stretch Studios and the Kika Method. So we're a one-on-one assisted stretching concept where you lie on a mat and our coaches stretch your entire bodies for you. So I started uh, with one client and grew it into a national brand. So she starts her business with, well, technically less than $500. So she had $500. She spent about a hundred bucks on the LLC, getting it all set and ready to go. And then after that, she ended up spending some money on marketing and getting the place right. Well, actually no money on marketing, more on getting the place ready and subleasing. We're going to talk about that. But um, what I want to do is I want to break down some of the, the knowledge bombs that she dropped in this episode. And yes, we had some laughs during the episode, but more importantly, we had some real things that you can take away. So the first lesson learned that I got from my interview with Kika is that she talks about the character traits that are needed for entrepreneurs and that every entrepreneur needs. And here's what she had to say about the character traits that are actually needed to run a business. In my career, I've seen so many people give up and that has never been like the first option for me. And that has a lot to do with her. So I would say my mother has really helped create the resilient person that I am where like other people would stop. Clear other people would clearly have stopped at several different, you know, points of my journey, but um, for some crazy reason I never did. So Kika goes on to talk about how her mother was an inspiration to her and how she used her mother's personality, her resiliency to learn and actually grow. And so what I wanted to talk about is something that I've talked about in previous episodes, that when people are trying to figure out what the number one trait of successful entrepreneurs is, they typically go to intelligence for some reason. They think that there's a correlator between how smart a person is and how much money they're going to make and how successful they're going to be as an entrepreneur. But that is not a correlator in success when it comes to entrepreneurship. The biggest correlator of success when it comes to entrepreneurs is their ability to handle adversity. And Kika talks about some of the adversities that she went through in her, in her, in our interview. She talked about how she got her, the partner that she went in with, went in with on the first studio, basically kicked her out of the first location because she was too successful for that location and she was interrupting his business. But then she leveraged that opportunity to find another place that she can run her business out of and continue to grow. She never actually had a moment in time where she actually had to backtrack. So I agree with the fact that she said that uh, she had resiliency is the number one trait for entrepreneurs. And I know that Sometimes when individuals are trying to figure out some special sauce that an entrepreneur needs to have or, well, that person just had this advantage or that advantage or genetically disposed to be an entrepreneur. None of that is true. At the end of the day, entrepreneurs are resilient because hard times are going to come like the rain, like the sun every morning, like the moon at night. 
And you as entrepreneur have got to be able to ride the waves of the ups and downs, the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. You're going to have five great days and 10 bad days. And it's just what being an entrepreneur is like. And then slowly you start stringing together the good days because you start to make better decisions, higher quality decisions, and those decisions turn into better actions. Those better actions turn into more money and that money turns into freedom and it turns into relaxation. So she talks about character traits that everyone needs and how resiliency is a part of that actual, uh, the ability for an entrepreneur to actually uh, get to the next level. And I and I completely agree with that. So we're going to go on to the next lesson learned and have Kika explain what she's talking about here. shared a small, tiny little room with mm -hmm. a real estate agent. And okay. to help him pay that room's rent, he's like, oh, let's sublease. And so I literally had half of the little tiny room. And so that's where the rest of the money went. And I was like, okay, now I need clients. <laughs> So one of the things that she talks about as another lesson learned in this interview is that she utilized all the resources that she had available to her. And so for us as entrepreneurs, if you're starting or if you're a business owner, you're trying to become inspired to get to the next level, it's important for all of us to use the resources available to us, no matter how small they are. Kiki explained that she shared a small space with a realtor who actually needed the space as an office, but she had a was able to do one-on-one -on -one stretching with an individual and make the best out of it. So even if you're not a small-time entrepreneur, if you are a medium or large-sized business, and you're listening to this podcast because you see value in this podcast, one of the things I wanted to go over with you is utilize, utilization of resources. Sometimes big companies, even as they get bigger, they rate, they waste so many resources. I see this at my wife's job. I see it out there with other friends of mine who have jobs and they just talk about how much money that their companies actually waste instead of utilizing resources that are within the arm's reach. So no matter how big your company is, no matter who you are, is the answer always to add another expense to your bottom line? Is the answer to add money and outgoing expenses to bring in extra help? Or can you leverage resources in your current organization that you're actually in? Is there somebody that's working for you currently that you can groom to take on more responsibility so that you can alleviate some of the stress yourself? You see, sometimes as business owners, we may overlook some of some talent that we have on our own existing team. But the best way to actually be able to function is to put someone in place so that we can get to the point where we're actually looking down at our business and able to see it holistically on a global level. And the only way to do that is to put people in place who can actually do the work that we were doing so that we can concentrate on growing the business. And resources exist in all of our businesses. You just have to find them identify what they are, how they can be utilized. And as an artisan, as a craftsman, as a master of your trade or master of your business, you have to be able to use your tools that are already existing in your business the right way. And this is what she did when she kind of utilized the resource of that office with that realtor. Let's go on to lessons learned number three. At this point, do you have any money to put towards marketing that initial studio? No. So how do you get your first client? A referral 
from the real estate agent who happened to refer a wonderful, wonderful first client to, to this day, I still speak to him and reflect on the first time we met. It was a referral and he bought a package and I was like, I'm on to something. Like, <laughs> clearly I'm on to something. Right. So now you can pay your next month rent. Exactly. Yeah. And how did you get your second and third clients? So I, a lot of guerrilla marketing, um, really. And this is the thing I, I think about it now more than often, like more than ever, I should say there's business owners nowadays, they sit behind a computer or their storefront or their desk and they wait for people to, to come in mm -hmm. and you have to put in some sweat equity until you're at a point where you're at Bergeven, now you can hire, you can start hiring people. But the problem is so many business owners just sit there. So this brings us to lesson learned number three. Don't just sit there. At the beginning, you may have to trade some sweat equity through guerrilla marketing for large investments in traditional advertising like direct mail or digital ads. But you don't just want to sit there. You want to actually get to work and do the work of working on your business. Because if you don't go to work, working on your business, what you're going to be doing is you're gonna find yourself at the whim of whatever happens to you. And why should you start a business just to be at the whim of whatever may or may not happen to you? It's so important that as business owners that we take control over how we work and what we do while we're working and you don't leave that to chance don't let anyone drive the ship for you it's your business it's your revenue it's your opportunity to show that you know what you're doing that you have the competence to know that you're doing and you in and, and when you are the one at the beginning who does the guerrilla marketing and the marketing then putting hustle in there not just sitting there but actually getting to work on your business is the best thing that you can do they there's all these experts that are out there all over the place talking about how in 2023 we're going to see a recession and that may happen some say that we're in a recession right now but at the end of the day recession or not how we work as business owners and how we survive throughout the pandemic excuse me throughout the recession if there is one is going to be more dependent on how we work as individuals than how we spend money on marketing. You have to be an active participant in your business. Don't let business happen to you. Take control of your business and actually go to work and let your business uh, drive home um, the results because of how hard you were working. So lesson number four, excuse me, lesson number four, yeah, is a powerful message. And this is another lesson that I learned in my interview with Kika. One of my first clients was Bobby Brown of Bobby Brown Cosmetics. Mm -hmm. um, she Everyone's in. thinking Bobby Brown of the Whitney Bobby. No, <laughs> I, I, I wish no. And, yeah, right. Um, and so she was like, "Is this a franchise?" And all I had was like a table, a flower pot, a mat. She saw the whole vision. After that, everybody else's voice was like, "Goodbye." So here we go. The most powerful leverage we all have in our businesses is our reputation and our network.
yet the leverage your network as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, if you're a hustler, even if you go, even if you work for someone, if you want to get another job, maybe at another firm somewhere and you want to make top dollar, you have to leverage the people that you know in your network to succeed, to get to the next level. Leveraging your network is going to put you in the different stratosphere. And it's important that we all take time to actually leverage the people in our network. And I say leverage, it doesn't mean to manipulate people in your network. What it means is, is that you're taking time out to actually decide that you're going to actively pursue relationships with people who you can do something for first, and then they can do something for you after. And then what happens is when they do something for you and there's this exchange and largesse gift giving or positive interaction, then at the end of the day, you're both better off for it and everyone wins. Let's go to the fifth lesson learned and the final lesson learned when I interviewed Kika. Yep. They found one of the most popular surf kids at the time in Southern mm -hmm. California out and they put the boots on him yep. for like a magazine ad. And then mm -hmm. people were like, oh, I want those. And that's kind of how his story started. She gave the story of the founder of Uggs, the boots, Brian Smith. Now, Brian Smith came here from Australia with almost no money. In fact, I think he started his company Uggs that we all know the international brand with only $500, just like Kika. But one of the things he did, she relates in her story, was he went and he talked to people who actually were in California, who were surfers, who may have liked the boots that he had. And despite the heat, of course, they still wore Uggs for whatever reason. These surfer kids wore Uggs. They love to wear Uggs. One of the things that this taught her was that it taught her to get out of her comfort zone, to push herself. Because in this part of the interview, we were talking about her actually opening a second location. And she said that she had a lease that she had not signed for a second location. And because she didn't sign it, this location was just sitting there. So she went to this conference where Brian Smith was speaking. He told his whole story about his company, how he got started, part of it you just heard. And then at the end of hearing his story, she went up to him, she thanked him for his story, and then she signed the lease. And then she continued to build her empire from there. So what is this show? Get out of your comfort zone. It's so important to not sit there and let potential upside just waste away our ability to do business in the, with the world. If you sit there just stewing in your fear, instead of getting over your fear and going out and putting yourself out there a little bit for the sake of having a good a relationship with someone or, or trying to actually, you may get shot down if you're actually looking to go and um, to talk to someone. But at the end of the day, there's no one out there who is, there's no one out there who is actually going to do it for you. The only one that's going to do it for you is you. So when we talk about lessons learned and getting out of your comfort zone. No one is going to make money in your business but you. So that conversation tomorrow that you said that you're going to sit and think that you wish you had, had you made the move, had you actually made the move and not just sat there, you don't want to have those kind of regrets. Why not just be a little embarrassed in the moment, 
for sake of actually having a real conversation with someone and being able to actually establish a relationship with this person sees value in what you do and then becomes a promoter of yours. And so those are some of the lessons learned. Those are five of the lessons learned uh, I got from uh, Kika. And what I want to do is I want to tie in some resources to the episode that we, um, to those lessons learned from my interview with Kika so that you can learn how to take some of the resources that go with this interview and then apply it to your own life. So let's talk about some of the resources that are out there for you to take advantage of some of the stuff that we talked about in the interview. At the beginning of the interview, Kika talked about she established a LLC for her business, which is like the first step in getting your business registered and getting yourself going in business. There is a resource that you can use, LLC University. It's online. And it gives a list of all of the 50 Secretary of State's offices across the country where you can register your business as an LLC. And so what I'm going to do as a part of this podcast, both in you on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube or on the audio version is I'm going to actually put the link to the page where you can see every secretary of state's office across the U S in the, in the description so that you can go ahead and get started with your LLC. Do it today. A second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link to a book uh, a mindset book called Good to Great by Jim Collins. It's a book that establishes very clearly what some of the best companies and leaders of companies have done in order to go from good to great. The book also defines what Jim, Col Jim Collins' definition is of great and what to focus on to reach the next level. There's some great stories in there, uh, things like the race to Antarctica to, to try to be the first one to get to the South Pole and what that looked like between two men and their expeditions. One of them made it, one of them didn't. In order to understand the story, you're gonna have to read the book yourself. Another resource that I have for you to actually level yourself up is I have a free network, excuse me. We just talked about how your network is, leveraging your network is really important. There was a quote from Zig Ziglar, Zig Ziglar that said, you can have everything you want in life if you help just, ju if you just, let me start that over again because I totally tanked that. You can have everything you want in life if you will just help enough other people to get what they want. So there you go. <laughs> let me get through it. If you can just help individuals get what they need then you can have whatever you want. So I have a, a free Common Sense Show Facebook group. It's absolutely free to join. You can join other like-minded individuals. It's a private group. You have to actually request access to get in. That will also be a link in the description of this YouTube video and the audio version of this podcast as well. So in, uh, in closing... That's a wrap for today's episode of The Common Sense Show. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Kika, for joining me on that episode um, and sharing your tips on how you schedule business to 14 locations from one with $500. And join me again next week as I recap my interview with Lee Jean Pierre when we talked about the Bank of America mortgage program for minorities in low-income communities and see if it passes the muster. Make sure you subscribe to the Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Plus, 
If you haven't already joined our Patreon community yet, there will be a link in the description for that also. And by joining our Patreon community, you'll get access to a live Q&A with me monthly. And also, you also get podcast episodes earlier, and you'll get free access to our Facebook community. So there's a lot of good things that we're doing here in season four of the Common Sense Show. We want you to be part of our community. We want you to engage. And we have a brand new website, which will also be in the description as well. You'll be able to actually, believe it or not, leave me voicemails, and I will be able to answer some of those voicemails on the show. So if you have a question about something in business, about something that you want to accomplish that you haven't, if you have questions about how to get to the next level with your business, if you have questions about operations, strategies, sales, and systems, just go to the website. That will be in the description, and you can send a message or you can leave a voicemail, and I'll play it on the show. Until next time, thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming. You didn't come. I came to you, but maybe you came to me because it's the internet. I'll talk to you later.